It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action. Here we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Thank you again for being a part of the podcast. You can stay up to date all things JLNK. Just head over to the website. We've got uh, all the past episodes of Here's Your Freaking Podcast. Of course, we've got all the social media links and our videos are posted up there too. Uh, JLNKshow.com. What are we going to learn today on the podcast? We're going to find out. We're going to meet a man who wonders if his kinks are ruining his sex life. I can't even get off normally anymore. You need to be wearing a SpongeBob mask. I'm going to give you this headline, and then we're going to go from there. What is cuckolding? Sex experts explain everything you need to know about cuckolding. I guess it's not. it wasn't invented just for the jokes. I guess it's a real thing. You and I laughed earlier. There's a documentary on Hulu about Jerry Falwell Jr. and that whole sex scandal. Right. But at one point, they talk about cuckolding, and then on the screen, it goes, cuckolding! And it shows, that, <laughs> it, show, it shows the definition, but it's got the word up there. And I look at my wife very closely to watch her reaction. I'm like... She raised one eyebrow. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's like a cuck. And they're like, cuckolding! Yeah, Falwell Jr. like to watch his wife get plowed by younger dudes. And the guy who did cowboy, uh, Cocaine Cowboys did the documentary. It's very well done, but it's very uncomfortable. I bet. When you're watching it with hey. a spouse. Hey, when they talk about how he behaved in the hotel room, like he tried to hide in the darkened shadows in that one cuck chair that every hotel room has. It's so weird. Yeah, it was like two beds and then the one chair. Oh, yeah. That's what that chair is for. It's the cuck chair. That's terrible. Uh, we're going to find out sometimes. Uh, I didn't know this. There is a Facebook group, and it's called What I Asked For Versus What I Got. Well, a woman ordered some Halloween decorations, and that's not what she got. We're going to talk about the origins of No Nut November, and we've got the worst person on the planet. I saw some girl on TikTok yesterday. She's like, am I going to make you fail NNN? And I had to sit there and watch it twice. I'm like, all right, what's this now? NNN. I'm like, oh, no, not no, November. No, not November. Did she? Did you fail? Not with her. Okay. No, no, I get sex all the time. I was sexed out by the time I saw that young lady on TikTok. But she could probably do it in fairly short order if she wanted to. A woman has to cancel her date with her boyfriend because his dog thinks that she's ugly. How do you handle this situation? Woman shares about four months ago she was dating a man by the name of Michael. She went over to his place to make some dinner and probably some sex. She didn't say anything about the sex. I just added that in because I thought well, it spiced I mean, up the story a little bit. She's not going to make dinner and be like, well, get up and leave. No, no, he's making dinner. So oh, like you always say, well, if I'm doing the work, then you got to fuck me. <laughs> so she was also I meeting. I made you a meal. Now show me your titties. Yep. She was also meeting his dog for the first time. She says uh, when they sat down to talk, the dog was moving around in a funny way. So she asked about it. Isn't that like an old dating trope, though? Like, if you don't like my dog, or if my dog doesn't like you, we can't be together. Her boyfriend laughed and said the dog was telling him about her. Yeah, excuse me. You, you're, you're telepathically having a conversation with the dog? He said yes. And the dog thought she was ugly. I would have kept that to myself. Ugly second. The second worst thing you could possibly be called. Right behind gross. <laughs> You're gross and ugly. See, that makes you feel like shit, doesn't it? Hey, unless he's treating it like a ventriloquist puppet, and he's like, it's saying all the things he wants to say. Like, oh, yeah, the dog says you're ugly. Oh, yep. yeah, the dog says you're going to fuck me if I make you risotto. Well, the woman says she was shocked. She felt horrible because she says she does, <laughs> like most people, have self-esteem issues. Right. 
Uh, the boyfriend said you shouldn't be offended over my dog's behavior. That's just a dog being a dog. Hey, this guy sounds like a bit of a nut. Uh, she said she wasn't upset with the dog, but more of the boyfriend for indirectly giving his opinion about her looks and using the dog as an excuse. So she doesn't believe that he could telepathically talk to the dog. Also, why would you... As the rest of us don't fucking buy either. But in his defense, though, why would you invite a woman over for dinner if she was if you thought she was ugly? Well, you know, beat her down a little bit, and then you uh, oh. reward her with sex later. <laughs> you're like, that's too bad you're down in the dubs. Oh, you're going to make her real grateful to be there. You know what? Cheer you up. Some dick. See? <laughs> See that? Oh, I know that always makes you feel better. <laughs> Me. She said, "Of course, uh, there was a fight, and she canceled dinner, and she went home." The boyfriend has tried calling her silver uh, several times. Uh, eventually, when she picked up the phone, he said that she was overreacting. I don't know. I think she's properly reacting. I think so too. Uh, her sister even agreed with the boyfriend, suggesting she should have laughed it off. She took it to the internet. She asked around, and the most popular answer was, your boyfriend is a total asshole who's using his dog to insult you. Pretty much. So, yeah, lady, you made the right call by stepping quickly away. And the guy's like, well, I'm going to have twice the amount of dinner to eat and no pussy afterwards. All right, this dude says that COVID lockdowns gave him more alone time with his computer. Yes, it did to all of us. <laughs> I was going to say, how does this make it any different? Yeah. Here's what I learned during the lockdown was the internet has a lot more shit on it than I thought it had oh, on there. Oh, yeah. And none of that shit is good. <laughs> Look at those commercials. always like, we're in this together. Like, are we? Are we looking at fucked up shit on the internet uh, all together? Uh, the explorations he was taking around the internet during lockdown led him down some wild paths, and he says he enjoyed most of it. Thoroughly, there is a downside though. Now that he's back out there dating again, do you really trip into things sexually that you find you're not into? You're like, I can't be it. Look, I couldn't even look at this. This is disgusting. I think if you wind up down enough rabbit holes, you certainly probably do at some point. You're like, look at my face. I can take anything. Show me your worst internet. He says, uh, finding the kinky fetish fantasies that he found by himself are far more enjoyable than any any actual interactions that he's having on dates now that the world is open again. The problem with a kink like that is if you go out to meet somebody normal, you can't just tell him right off the bat, like, yeah, I've been getting punched in the face. He's now wondering if it's possible that his brain has warped because of what he's seen on the internet. I'll answer that. I'm not even a doctor. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> didn't we, hey, didn't we find out on this podcast before, like, if, if you're having issues with pornography, they say six weeks with no porno will reset your brain. Is that true? I, I have no idea why I tucked away that nugget. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah, there was a doctor that said if, if you're so far into the filth that you can't even get it up for normal sex anymore, that six weeks should be a nice start to resetting your brain. Well, six weeks is a long time. Yeah, well, especially if you're so addicted to porno, you can't even fuck normal anymore. Look at me, I'm a monster. That's almost a year. Now put on this Batman outfit. He says... Uh, and queef in E-flat. He he asked an expert. The expert says, the feeling... Uh, uh, enjoying kinks that society has told you that you are a deviant. He said, there is a shame that is brought on because of that. What's going on with this guy is that he's opened a Pandora's box of novelty-seeking... He's found a new sexual fantasy that's rocking his world, and he's more focused on getting off of those fantasies, and that's it. The only thing in this scenario that'll scenario that will warp your brain is any shame or embarrassment he feels because of it. 
The shaming thoughts are clouding his brain on dates. Oh, so when he goes out on dates, he's with a real woman. He feels ashamed because she'll yeah, because he's got some fucked up things going on in his pants. I could never tell her what I'm truly into. Right. He said there's also the element of fear that his dates will think less of him or judge him if he dares to share his interests. Oh, it's not a fear. They will. Maybe you could be like former podcast guest Dirty Old Fackin and use those kinks to meet people who are also into those same things. That's what she. Uh, that's what this expert says. You start using apps and sites that, that specialize in various kinks for like-minded people. Find out that he's not alone and he'll be more uh, secure in the weird shit that he's into instead of being ashamed of it. <laughs> You're also into diaper play? Cool. Or cuckolding? Cuckolding. Here's what you need to know. It says, nowadays you might hear the term cuckold or cuck thrown around as an insult for men who are deemed weak or beta. Hey, I, th- I think it was, <laughs> it was what, five? It may have been longer than that ago, but we had our desks in our old office where we learned about using cuck as an insult. I didn't. W- one of the funniest weeks we've ever had here off the air. It's funny that you remember that because I don't remember any of that. Yeah, because that and pegging happened almost in the same month. Well, in the world of sex, cuckolding... <laughs> hey, what was happening here on that time? It's the fucking Wild West. <laughs> For a while, our firewall disabled, and things got really sketchy here at the station. They say, in the world of sex, cuckolding entails a man known as a cuckold watching his girlfriend or wife have sex with another man known as a bull. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes the cuckold chooses not to be in the same room. Instead, he's forced to listen to the bull... And his wife have sex outside the bedroom. I could almost make friends with that scenario, but being called a cuckold would probably bother me more than actually what had happened in the bedroom. I don't want to get pushed around by a bull. Hey, I know. It's hard to say how prevalent this actually is in practice, but according to experts, it's a very common fantasy. Well, what I don't get, and I think I think it was back to Dario Fat Kid again, who told us the inverse of cuckolding. Oh yeah, is cuck queening, where it's the woman who likes to sit there and watch you do other chicks. That's the real unicorn out there in sex land. Um, we've also talked to a lot of dudes that say that we're on the when they're on dating apps, they get approached all the time for these kind of relationships. Yeah. In just the last year alone on Pornhub, the increase for searches of cuckold has increased 168%. So why are people into it? What's uh, the number one reason? Probably because they heard about it. They're like, I wonder if I'm into that. And they try it once. I wonder how bad I could make myself hurt. <laughs> uh, how, how much can my heart take? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Because on what are you doing it because you like to see your partner have pleasure, or are you doing it because you like to make yourself feel small and dominated? Yeah, you punish yourself. Yeah, the whole like the terminology of the bull and the cuckold—that's the worst part about it. You need new labels, man. Uh, taboo is the number one answer. Okay, we want to know what it's like when our partner is getting down with someone else. In a culture that is commonly monogamous, engaging in cuckolding in fantasy or in real life can feel like crossing the boundaries that society says is okay. Boy, that fucking word cuts through the clutter, does it not? Sure does. Cuckold. <gasps> the, the sexual arousal comes from giving up the power and being humiliated. Doesn't life do that enough uh, out there on these streets? Yeah, I don't need do that. Do we really need it in the bedroom? Fucking life humiliates me every day. Why do I need it there? <laughs> but they said the people that are most into that kind of sex play, like the human, like you being humiliated, are the like the people who are out there crushing it during like the day to day life. So if you're like a CEO or you're really killing it on the business front, then you like to go home and 
be humiliated. You and I, we're humiliated all the time. We should, we should be the opposite. The humiliation factor is why the bull is typically more conventionally masculine than the cuck. <laughs> they may be in better shape, oh. stronger, oh no, a bigger penis, etc. No. Some, sometimes the cuck's partner in the bull will verbally humiliate the cuckold, <laughs> <laughs> calling him hey. pathetic or making fun of his small dick. Hey, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> you are a pussy. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're fucking done hey, here. <laughs> hey, needle dick, you like what I'm doing to your wife? I don't, hey, that, hey, that, that's the part, man. <laughs> it's like I can make friends with the first part, but that, you the never, part where they're you fucking can... lighting me up verbally, I don't think I can make friends with that. I'd be like, hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> you, could, you could never unhear those words. The guy's inside your wife giving her the business. She's like, you fucking turd. Look at you, you weak little turd. For some men, cuckling is a way to explore their, explore their sexual orientation. Cucks have, may have had sexual fantasies about men, and don't know what to make of them. I certainly wouldn't make of them fucking my... <laughs> I'm confused. Could you bang on my wife for a little while so yeah. I can get this figured out? No, that's not the way you're going to go about it. Well, it turns out I fucking hate it. So back to women I go. They say cuckling gives them the experience of being with men through watching their partner, you know, have sex with men. There are certain cuckolding adjacent scenes called forced bisexual where men are consensually forced, oh boy, hey, consensually what? forced to suck a dick <laughs> or bottom for a bull. <laughs> hey, we've seen, you and I have seen Craigslist ads about that when they used to have the casual encounter section back in the day. So if we thought being verbally humiliated yeah. was as bad as it could I get, it's obviously not. it gets worse. Hey, I like. So what are you into? You can jam a dick in your mouth like a jar of peanut butter and a knife. So what are you into? Cuckolding? Well, cuckolding adjacent. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) Okay, they say, why should I? Yeah, but hey, you remember that one? I think we've talked about it before. Where there was that one ad that you and I laughed at for like a week because the lady wanted you to drive to her house, park in her driveway, and tap the horn. And then she would send her husband out in a diaper, and he would blow you in the driveway while she walked to her window. And all you and I could laugh was. Because they wanted it done on like a Wednesday at three in the morning, and all we could do was laugh. Is that on our way to work? There's some guy out there who's getting his mouth fucking handled by a fella in a car, all for his wife's jollies. Yeah, yeah. so she could watch out the front window. Yeah, that was years ago, and I still remember that because I thought, how bizarre and specific. Okay, they say here's how you can start exploring your cuckolding fantasy. First off, you don't need to jump right into it. Yeah, thank you. I yeah, I could have <laughs> I could have told you that, and I'm no expert. I am not the same person I was on Wednesday. Uh, just by having sex with your partner, talk about past. Oh, you can do it by having sex with your partner and talking about past sexual experiences she had with a dominant man. So what's it like to fuck a real man? Uh, they also say the experiences don't even have to be real. She can make up a past sexual encounter. Your partner can talk about how hung or manly her other partners were. No, I don't need that. And then they say, once you've gone, taking she, that as far hey, as you she, can. She's like, you know, now that I think about it, you're pretty fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've taken that as far as you can, then consider bringing in a bull. Isn't that a Chevelle song? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you love new rock, you bonehead. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's the bull they're talking about. I maybe could, we should go back and re- re-listen to it. I could never hear that song again. That's all I'll think about. They say, 
if you're talking if talking about it makes you even hornier than playing uh, playing out the fantasy in real life, then consider bringing in a third. Invite a bull into the mix. Oh boy, healthy communications and clear boundaries before hey, you decide. Where do you even find a bull? Uh, again, I think you have to go to like Tinder or something. When it comes to finding a third, you'll want to. Oh, you use the hookup apps specifically designed to help you have a threesome. Uh oh, here's some questions you're supposed to ask. Here are some questions they recommend you and your, you ask your partner before bringing in a bull. Is it important to you that the third is unknown to you both, or is it somebody you must know and trust? Man, I'd have to say it's got to be somebody unknown. Unknown, absolutely. Yeah, you can't do it with somebody you know. You can't like see the guy at the barbecue every weekend for the rest of the summers of your life. Like, there he is. There's Danny who fucked my wife while I watched, and they called me names. Who will contact the third? Are you comfortable playing out this scene? What kinds of communication or contact are you open to with the third after the scene is finished? Hey, will the forget cuck, this ever happened. Will the cuck be there in person to watch or take part in the scene in other certain ways? No. Oh, you have to agree on a safe word, too. Like, stop fucking my <laughs> wife. <laughs> hey, you just stand up and go, enough! Enough! <laughs> Do you have a safe word? Yeah, it's fucking quit fucking my wife. Uh, they say, given the... Uh, yeah, they say uh, it's uh, oh yeah when it uh, uh, coming up with the safe word. It's uh, uh, given the often humiliating dynamic involved in cuckolding. It may be easy to forget that the dynamic scene is still about pleasure. Everybody involved should be enjoying the experience. If somebody's not enjoying the experience, then you need to tap out. Again, stand up and shout, "Please stop fucking my <laughs> wife!" <laughs> uh, it's best safe word ever. Please. Uh, an Australian mother. Because I was like, shut up, bitch. Like, okay. Like, wait a minute. Is this part of the game or no? An Australian mother is upset uh, over Halloween. She wanted to buy a scary fake corpse uh, for her son, who's 10 years old. She ordered what was supposed to be a scary fake corpse in a bag. The husband and the 10-year-old son were going to decorate the lawn in preparation for Halloween. She's now a part of the Facebook group called What I Asked For versus What I Got. I've seen that before because they, they compare like purchases on Wish, like how it looked on Wish and what I got from Wish. Right. Um, the prop was supposed to come in four pieces, including a black plastic bag, silver tape, inflatable mannequin with no features, straight limbs. And uh, when the 10-year-old when the tore open the package, he found an anatomically correct female inflatable doll with bent arms, a face, breasts, and holes in the front and back. Party. Obviously, she got a sex doll instead of a Halloween toy. Some question why the mother was so rattled by the doll and just didn't just play it off. She explained that certain parts of the doll were very hard to explain away to a 10-year-old. <laughs> hey, it's got pubes. A uh, woman ordered a scary fake corpse in a bag. Amazon, that's where she got it. Ten-year-old had some questions about the doll. Um, uh, she says, the upset mother complained to the seller who claimed that the customer received exactly what she ordered. It was more of the fact that the ten-year-old noticed the holes in the front and the back of the doll of the product and started asking questions. She said the face was easy to explain, but when there's holes in intimate areas, it's harder to explain. 
you say something like the mom says, well, see, the, the front ones, that's for married mom, but the back, that was for single mom. Yeah. That was a different world, a different time. I was a different woman then, says mom. <laughs> The protective mother shares that she furiously, conta- uh, furiously contacted the seller on Amazon, who offered a 40% refund. 40%? They said, we sent exactly what you ordered, perhaps not as perfect as what you'd expected, but the quality is equal to its place to, to its price, and it really checked out well. I've never, ever ordered something. I got something <laughs> less than what was pictured of you. Uh, I don't think so. And you'd be like, that's good enough. Yeah. The money is not the point. The mom says, you sent me a sex doll and my 10-year-old opened it. She's still asking for a full refund. All right, no nut November. We just talked about this. Triple in if you're nasty. It's an internet challenge. You're not supposed to nut for an entire month of November. uh, I don't know why. They say it's a way to raise awareness for porn addiction, practice self-control. They say... Some claim that orgasmic abstinence has healthy benefits. Yeah, I'll take my chances. No Nut November started an attention-grabbing social media satire, but the true inspiration has eluded us this entire time. Someone somewhere got bored and decided it was worth looking into. It turns out that No Nut November started 30 years ago, back in 1992. Before the internet, there was a No Nut November? 1992 also happens to be the year... That Seinfeld aired the contest. Oh. The date? November, November. 18th. Okay. Wow. I had, the, no, I had no idea the roots of No Nut November were so lengthy. Queen of my castle, master, yeah, master of, of my, my domain. domain. Yep. Four players on Seinfeld competing to see who could go the longest, obviously without touching themselves. I think it was John John Jr., right? That's what knocked Elaine out of the contest. Yep. Uh, going way back in history, eight. Uh, oh boy! Uh, going back in history, the ancient Taoist preached semen retention is a form of self-control. Yes. It could teach self-discipline and improve your health. Yeah. yeah, but your mind's all fucking chaotic all the time. You're quick to anger, short with people around you. Uh, as far as the anti-no-nut November crowd, one doctor says the health benefits of a regular O session far outweigh any negatives. Taking regular self-help breaks can help you uh, sleep better, lower your heart rate, decrease stress, and release plenty of feel-good hormones. Yeah, buddy. It's good luck out there. Unless you want that big first nut December, I guess. Gross. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> Oh, this poor guy. But he doesn't have to behave like an asshole. Here's your worst person on the planet. Uh, and if you get a chance to see the video, uh, it's fairly easy to find. Uh, a, a dude, his name is Billy Dean Fallon, pleaded guilty to assault with bodily harm on Monday after a cleaner kept knocking on the door in the disabled toilet stall at a nightclub bathroom. Now, why would this man be upset? He's in the disabled stall, you know, the bigger stall, the roomier stall, the one with the handles on the wall. This guy needs to get in there and clean it up. He's like, hey, come on, man. Come on. Let me in. Now, what would what would cause you to fly into a rage? You're in a nightclub bathroom. By the way, never the cleanest spot anywhere. Was he either doing the sex or the drugs? He was having sex with a lady. Oh, boy. The video, by the way, in Australia, you can have closed-circuit television video inside the bathroom because there's a video of this fight. 
was played in court. This man comes out of the turlet and repeatedly punches the cleaner who is left with a broken nose. Hey, whoa. Uh, by the way, and then uh, after he's out fighting the other dude, the, the lady friend comes out. Nice. Yeah, she's like carrying two drinks with her. She's like, hi. Hey, what are we doing? She looks exactly like the type of woman you expect to go burn one off in the bathroom, the handicap stall of a bathroom at a nightclub. Hey, you are not surprised by her at all. You're like, yep, she fits the description that I had. How long do you think you go to jail for beating up somebody who interrupted your intercourse at a nightclub? Two months. One year. Wow. Uh, one year ordered to pay the guy you beat up 1500 bucks on top of it Jeez. because he broke his nose. So there you go. There's the worst person on the planet. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day and uh, checking out. Here's your freaking podcast. Don't forget, every Tuesday you get a brand new episode and you can find all of them. Head over to jlnkshow.com and everything else. You can stay up to date with the Jason Lake Clock Show. On that note, boom. See you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.